Yes, seems so good. So, so good. So good. So good. I've been inclined. Bam, bam, bam. Going into Beyonce Fry discourse. <laughs> okay, I'll show it to Pope later. Please do. Please do. It was very. It was very. It was very chaotic. It was very traumatic. Hi, and welcome back to This Toxic Fandom, where we ramble for approximately nine hours about the newest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race, Season 16, Episode 5, Girl Groups. Slim it down to a cool 90 minutes, slim it, send it straight to your ear holes. Say hi, Toxic fans. Hi! Introduce yourself, Toxic fans. Hello, everyone. I'm the girl from Destiny's Child that they kick get, kicked out and then just pretend it never happened. Stephen Pope. I'm also your podcast dad and a professional hobbit. Uh, you're the you're the Raven Simone from the Cheetah Girls. Exactly. You're just not in the third movie, and I'm no one knows why. Never mentioned. Never mentioned. I think she is mentioned in that movie. I think she. Uh, I think she. They're like she went to college instead of wherever. What was that movie? You know what? Never mind. India. We are not a Disney D-com. Channel. Original movie, decom podcast. But I was once. Yes. You were? Yes. Oh, I never heard that one. I gotta listen to that. Eh, it's fine. It, well, they weren't good. We were too formulaic. Well, you know who There was, was no chaos in it, and there's a lot of chaos in this one. There's too Speaking much chaos. Speaking of chaos. Hi, I'm David Gorin. I'm congested, so if I sound like I'm congested, <gasps> I am. <laughs> they also changed my name from sexy podcast host to ginger podcast host. Who did that? Nobody, but I just but wanted David, to. But David, you have brown hair. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I have a funny story about that. Just about, very quickly. About you having brown hair? Yes. David. How? David. No. No, it's very quick. I- I'm going to be very judgmental if this isn't funny. Go ahead. So Kayla and I were at a party uh-huh. and Kayla was under 21 and I was over 21 uh-huh. and it was a college party and uh-huh. the cops came and they were going to kick out everyone that was under 21. And uh-huh. I said to Kayla... Kayla, if anyone asks, you're my twin. And then this kid walks up and goes, one of you has to, he was very drunk, one of you has to leave. And I was like, no, 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 she's my twin. And then he went, she can't be your twin. You have blue hair and she has red hair. Was your hair blue? My hair was blue. Okay. That is very silly. I know. That's just what I thought of when you were like, you have brown hair. And there, Joe Lee. No, I just am like, why? Okay, that was so. That was so much backstory. That was the best part about this is that one, this is not a visual medium, and two, no one. I knew you had blue hair in college, but you very rarely post photos from back then. So not even Pope knew you had blue hair in college. Anyway, I recently um, posted a photo where I had blue hair in college. That was my twenty-one photo when everyone was like. Post your 21 photo. And I was like, no. Um, I'm not doing that. You don't need to know what I look like. I don't know what you look like now. Yeah. Um, don't perceive me. Speaking of people who know what I look like, when me and uh, David went to Heart to watch this, uh, to watch Dawn host this episode, Candy Muse was in the balcony and I yelled that I loved her. And she pointed at me and she was like, I know you from TikTok. Oh, I'm Jolie. Awesome. It was very cool. It was oh, very cool. That is fu- that's rad. She doesn't follow me, but she does only follow Zunami. Um, like she <laughs> only follows new Zunami and RuPaul's Drag Race. I thought I'd say she doesn't follow me, but she only fans. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was my brain did autofill that in as well. Yeah, but because um, that's the world we live in now. Yeah. Ah oh, man, tsunami had a great episode this week. Um, speaking of which, this week was girl groups. Hey, girl groups. I don't. How do you two feel about the girl group challenge? It's necessary because it makes money for the show. <laughs> it's similar to how Glee ran longer than it should have because Glee songs did well on Spotify. That's genuinely how I feel about Spotify girl or Apple Music. At the time, I thought it was iTunes. I think it was iTunes at the yeah. time because. I remember the big thing was that they said that Glee had charted more number one hits than Elvis. I, I don't know. I had a Zune, okay? And, and like... Some and of I, us were wrong in the early... In the mid-2000s. I don't disagree with you. Um, but it's just one of those things where a part of me is like, of course... Like, it's easy to have more hits than Elvis when Elvis was releasing a song, like, every few months. And you're releasing music that are happened to be, like, the greatest hits of whatever singer every week. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't that impressive. Also, like, Elvis Elvis was never going to have that many hits. There were only so many black people to steal music from. <laughs> In the ghetto. We did In the ghetto. It was really weird. Uh, David and I Wait, once... Wait, do you not know that song? Oh, God. I'm like, is that an Elvis song? Yes! Okay. I only know it from South Park. <laughs> well, also, one time I was at karaoke and someone just sang that song. And I was truly like, this is... A bonkers karaoke pick. But no, so everyone is sad that Mirage has gone home. On the mirror, she wrote. She wrote, looks like the trash bag lost. L-O-L, love Mirage. And, uh, well, literally no one's eyes are dry yet. And Geneva's like, look, people have to go home. She's like, I've sent two people home and I know that I'm going to be yelled at for it. Listen, she, okay, I want to make it perfectly clear to everyone. She doesn't choose who goes home. No. It's not her fault. She wants to stay, so she does the thing. Yeah, she she's and currently the lip sync ass assin. She learned the words. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. I think she said she'd done it before. Probably. Again, she She did really well. She I like had a very present version of that song. No. I just want to seize on the mic, Mike. Appreciate it. Um, no, I, I saw a video where Someone posted on Twitter a clip of Cher doing Dark Lady Live and forgetting the words. And was like, Mirage was just doing Cher realness. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that is very funny. But speaking of things that you probably just shouldn't say out loud, Q oh, is God. like on Jesus the couch, Christ. fully like starts getting emotional about the fact that she's been high for the three episodes she's competed in, but hasn't won yet. She yeah. basically went full Gretchen Wiener. It was bonkers. It's like, Q, this is episode four for you. Like, you do need to calm down. You have been here for less than two weeks. It's fine. Um, They've and been then, filming for 10 days at this point. But then Plane goes, I mean, I'm not going to be sad just because I was in the top and I didn't win. And it's like, Plane, you literally have already won. Wait. They remind us every episode that you have immunity for winning the first challenge. Yeah. The thing that I will say that I find interesting, because I wrote this down and it happens later in the episode, but it's very funny to me that you had that with Plane, that with Q, and then Plasma at one point goes, I just want to win a challenge. And I'm like, no, she, what? When, she, she does. When did she say confessional. that? Right before the girl group starts, she says, I just want to win a challenge. And I'm like, I think she meant she wanted to win this challenge. No, she said a challenge. 
There's a high likelihood that that's just a clip from another episode. That's what I was going to say. I, I, I think say, it was a, from a confessional of another episode. Yeah, that was probably an er- – that was like a – it was Franken clipping. Yeah. That was like that time that uh, Diabetti talked about her entire look being recycled material. Oh, for the wrong look. I remember that. Yeah. So good. So, um, real quick. So, one – I hate that I have to agree with the plain one for once in my life, and I hate that for me. But more importantly, I love Amanda being like, Haha, I'm going to push her into traffic if I get an opportunity. I fucking love Amanda. Uh, I've really done a 180 on her. No, uh, when we were at uh, when we were at Heart, she was down the street at Mickey's, and she popped in to perform with Dawn during Dawn's number that she did at, like uh, near the end of the night. It was fantastic. I also had a very sweet moment with her. Very lovely. Well, you saw that she was there, and you like snuck to the back to say something. I know. I snuck to the back. Like she you was, are like, the master of that. She was like backstage, and I like by backstage we mean in the bathroom hallway. Yes. <laughs> um. It, that that's curtained off. Um. And I just kind of snuck in, and I was just like, "I'm so sorry. I know you're about to go on stage, but I just wanted to tip you because I'm not close enough to the stage, and I just want to say that I love you, and I love your journey, and I'm really sad that you got kicked off this week because I was really hoping to see more from you." Spoiler alert. But yeah. Um, also, if you haven't watched the episode and you're listening to You're not. To you're this, only getting half the story. Truly. <laughs> I'm getting a third of the story. No, you are getting, you're getting a lot of stories. Most of them are just about David having blue hair in college. Um. Uh, Amanda also <laughs> came out as trans this week. Yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, quick thing. I mean, again, we're jumping ahead, but this does have to do with Amanda being trans. Were her runways kind of her, like coming out to an extent it wouldn't surprise me if because, she was exploring that because like there was the whole thing about how like bef- like if you're trans and you're coming out it's like crack because she said i was cracking the egg right and so that had to do with one runway and then another term for like a trans girl is the dolls and she was the share doll i mean i mean I or think, am i thinking too deeply i think that there's a chance that maybe psychologically she might be right there might have been thing i don't think she's she, i don't think she said she was like, I, I think that, I think that you're, I think that you are looking at something that maybe is not related with, uh, in, with new information and you're making assumptions. They might have been intentional, but they might just be things that, like, have a lot of symbolic meaning now mm. that we know things. Fair. Um, I was going to say that, like, she said that in an interview that, she had, she was like freshly out of her divorce and it was because she was like, I'm pretty sure I'm trans. And her partner said, or her husband said, um, I have no interest on going on this journey. I married a man. I didn't marry a woman mm. and they got divorced and she was basically like going on to RuPaul's drag race, kind of trying that on. And she said it was the first time she felt the most in her skin because people were calling her Amanda, not her boy name. I mean, listen, the gender journey takes a lot of forms and manifests in a lot of ways. And a lot of drag queens like to explore their gender with what they wear on the stage. Uh, Sasha Colby has been very, you know, like, I really got to explore who I was with this. And Peppermint as well. I think that's that's a big part of why we see so many people do drag race and then come out. Is that, like, there are people who are discovering things about themselves while doing drag and then there are people who are just men in wigs uh hi maddie morphosis <laughs> maddie more you know i was listening to the episode with jasmine kennedy and maddie morphosis and jasmine kennedy said 
out of drag, you may be straight, but in drag, you are a member of this community. Well, no, yeah, Obviously. I was, I was, I was making a joke because she just did the pit stop and she had the world's biggest wig. Oh. It was very good. It's very funny. It's I, very dumb. It's very bad. I've been meaning um, to watch that. I just a, wanted to color my opinion for this podcast. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I just saw the pictures. Um, quick thing. I'm having deja vu with Jasmine Kennedy and Diabetti and a mandatory meeting in Plain Jane. I'm uh, not because no. Plain Jane has at no point ever th- physically threatened Amanda. Also, Amanda could absolutely take Plain down. Well, no, no. There. Like, like the very simple thing. The thing about Plain and Amanda is that Plain is versus like Daya and this is the first time in a minute that the person that they've picked for the villain has been, or the person playing the villain has been so much less likable than the person that they're like going after. Yeah. Cause like even, cause someone was like, I think, I'm, I think Plane's going to win this season. It's time for a villain to win. It's like, well, no, the last time a villain won was Evie Oddly. She just was super likable, but Evie yeah, is, Evie Evie is definitely... undeniably getting the villain edit for that season. Yeah. Versus Silky, who's clearly getting the hero edit. But is still um, getting the villain treatment because, yeah. well, she was very annoying on that season. Well, I mean, I, everyone's annoying on that season. That's a bad it's season. It's a bad season. But, like, very simply, like... That season, Great Queens. You can, oh, look at, you can look at someone like Diabetti and people can say that she's a villain and people can say she's not a villain and it's more contentious. Whereas plain is just playing villain. Um, and every time, but she's not very clever. There was something that happened this episode involving her villain journey, villain story that I do want to get into. Uh, We get a mini challenge and I don't know why we don't do them as much anymore. I understand we have a lot of time to fill and you know, a lot of girls to go through and we have a lot of people to cry about their childhoods per episode i know i'm the mark here but um they basically do a challenge from season two where they have to get in quick drag uh take a photo and fill in the blank and make a book it's very funny i love this stupid stuff you know you know what makes this better than the one in season two wow there's no jeffrey moran Oh, oh shots fired Q Q actually got a great one out of me, though I hated the fact she didn't go with it, where she goes, what's your book? Why? No, I think it was supposed to be the letter Y yeah, by why was Q, yeah. and I think they just didn't get it. But, like, we have Plasma, who's not beating the Jinx Monsoon allegations anytime oh, yeah. soon. We have Megami, who came in as Coco Montrese. We have Amanda kind of doing Laganja meets a door. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. She does kind of look like if wait, they had a kid. I have a question. Do we think that Maya put on the cat suit because she realized that later in the episode someone was going to do that exact same look, but ten times better? I think she probably just I think that sometimes you bring in a bunch of Halloween costumes just in case you need them for challenges. Yeah. Like my guess is that this was always a challenge look because it was just the Amazon version of the like Catwoman costume. You mean mini challenge look? Yes. Like okay, it was. Yeah. It was. It was never intended to be a major look. Um. And you know the looks and the challenges shouldn't matter. And there's literally no no universe where what you look like in a challenge should detract from the fact that you did well enough that you should lip sync. Is all I'm gonna say right now. <laughs> what uh, a concept. What anyway, a universe. this is also I think the funniest plane has been. Yeah. Just like very simply, I thought that she uh, Pepsi Cola. Is so funny. That, that is such a, a good joke. Yeah. It's a good. I hate. And I was like, this episode keeps making me go like, 
Okay, you're actually funny. No, okay, it's one of the, no, it. it's it makes me mad. It makes me mad because she's. I think that if Plain was just herself rather than this stupid caricature we have to deal with, I'd probably find her at least moderately enjoyable. Same. It's just so put on. I don't. No. I want to, like I said, I want to talk about we'll playing We'll get to that later. later, because there's a moment that happens. Where yeah. her and Safira are, yeah. where Safira kind of is just like, hey, maybe... Don't be a huge cunt. Maybe be more genuine. And she basically goes into the confessional, and she's like, Safira's mother, and she's right, but I'm living my shady girl fantasy. And it's like, no, but you're bad at it. Like, no, but also... Before sorry. we get to that, okay. before we get to that, because I do want to talk about that, but yes. let's get... We got a lot of episode to cover. Yes. Okay, so the winner of the mini challenge is uh, Safira Slewfoot. Yes, winner um, by Slewfoot. And, uh, so, and she wins a song with RuPaul. I mean, a copy of RuPaul's signed book. Same monetary value. At um, least this one you put on eBay. Who's okay. going to buy it? All I'm going to say, just very quickly, is as someone who worked for a person who regularly published books... We would get a free signed copy anytime a book came out. Yeah, that just seems like and a gimme. She would send it to like lots of people. So I'm ready to bet dollars for donuts that all of those girls are getting signed copies of Bruce books. They at least gave her some cash too. Yeah. yeah. And, and 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 then she mm. she makes um she makes two thousand dollars, which is more than Blue Hydrangea made for UK versus the world. Oh. Um but the UK hun? I'm not. But uh because she's the winner of the mini challenge, Geneva survived the lip sync and Plasma won last week. Those are our three team captains. And I'm okay with this. Yes. I think this is not a bad way to determine team captains where it's like, uh, you did bad last week, you won last week, and you just won a mini challenge. Boom, simple, easy. We don't have to have a bunch of girls win stuff. It's. Would you like me to say the teams? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Geneva's team is Geneva, Nymphia, Maya, and Megami, who was picked last, and their team is called Thick and Stick. Nymphia's the stick. <laughs> uh, Plasma's team is Plasma, Amanda, Plain, and Tsunami, which is Team Lover Girls. And quite the choice. Indeed. Um, I feel like Plasma was kind of playing a dirty game there. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, Plasma, why? You should have just picked Megami. Yeah. Because you created tension on your team. Yeah. And Safira's team is Safira, Dawn, Q, and Morphine, also known as QDSM. And also, Dawn was the first choice, which surprised me. <gasps> I mean, it was... Dawn being the first name picked, period, was surprising. Yeah. I think that Safira knew what she wanted her team to look like in general. Because um, she picked Dawn, then she picked Morphine, then she picked Q, I think? Or... I think so, yeah. Um... And, like, she probably was, like, if Q gets picked, I'll just grab Amanda. Like, she was probably, like, wanted Amanda, didn't get Amanda, went with Q. Yeah. Like, very simply had, like, group one, uh, week one girls in the competition here. Um, then you have Plasma, who, again, seems to be playing a bit of a dirty game. Wanted Maybe wanted her team to get a lot of airtime. Um Maybe thinking, like, if Plain and Amanda work well together, they'll be put in the top. Yeah, um, they do love that narrative. Yeah, and then uh, and then we have Geneva, who feels like she picked her team at random. It feels like she picked Maya very intentionally, and Maya was a great choice. Yeah, absolutely. And then it felt like she 
floundered picking Nymphia and then was given Megami. And it all turned out great. And getting Megami was the clutch move because she did a lot for the team. Um, this episode really got to show how smart Megami is. Yeah. yeah. But we don't start there because uh, when they get into their little groups, Megami immediately has a breakdown about getting picked last. She is in her feelings about um, this. So funny story. Uh, when we were at Heart, uh, Dawn was telling a story about how Dawn and uh, Megami are quite good friends. And she was like, it was kind of funny because I was on the other side of the room and we were figuring out our shit and having a great time. And then on the other side of the room, my dear friend is having a breakdown. And then at the end of the day, we were like on the bus back. And I was like, what a great day, Megami. How was yours? <laughs> and I was like, I had a breakdown. She's like, what? Where? Where was I? Um, they would be friends, the fucking nerds. Well, I mean, I think I think they didn't know each other super well and have become friends. Like, the thing I'll say is that it seems like the cast of season 16 all really likes each other and plain Jane. Yes. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, so we, uh, then we have, uh, so, uh, looking, looking at team makeup, Q is like, I can't dance, but I can write a verse and I can sing. Um, Dawn is like, I got this. Saphir is very confident. And yeah. Morphine is like, this is my vibe. I'm going to choreograph. And it's like, perfect. I was very, okay, one, I kind of expected Morphine to be in the bottom or win this episode because of how confident she was. Mm. And I also liked finding out that Safira does girl group stuff. She's yes, part of something called Philly Foxes. Exactly. Although I'm very disappointed that it's not PH in Foxes. Oh, I, that's a wasted opportunity. I know. I was surprised that she did girl group stuff after seeing her in this episode. Um, is all I'm going to. I will get to her performance, but I thought that. I think that I think that Safira arguably should have lip synced this week. I disagree. I disagree too. But I understand why you would yeah. say I, that. And I, I say that because I'm like there weren't a lot of people who could have. Exactly. It's one of those things where it's like this in general, this was a really strong week. It really was. And if they yeah. were going to do a double win, a double, like a like a no one goes home week, this could have been that. Yeah. Because they did have to nitpick to find a second person to put in the bottom. Yeah. Um, then we get into group two, and uh, Plain and Amanda are helping Tsunami figure out her verse, which um, they have contradictory opinions, but they kind of work together and Tsunami's verse comes out great. The second Amanda starts going, Plane's like, oh, she's good at this. Um, and then Plasma is there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's funny because in my notes I have Tsunami is there because we have Plasma being all like, I'm a great singer. I'm going to win this. I am so good at this. I have if no, I don't win this, I'm murdering everyone. I will say I have no fucking idea why Plasma choreographed this and not Amanda. Yeah. But she did a good job. She did. She but did. I, I feel like, so the thing that Geneva did that was genius is she just went, I pick, I have three people who know what they're doing and I'm going to let them, I'm going to succeed by letting the people I've picked succeed. Yeah. So, uh, Megami, uh, Megami helps Nymphia with her verse because Nymphia's struggling. Um, then, uh, Maya's their choreographer and they all wear yellow to like feel cohesive. Yellow and black. Yellow yeah. and black. Yeah. It was it was so it was genuinely such a smart series of moves. Yeah. Um where it's like, oh Geneva, like Geneva's smart. Geneva was aware that she wasn't 
the person who should be in charge. There's a part where Nymphia's like, Geneva's our leader and she's not leading us. It's like, no, she is. She's she's delegating. It's yeah. it's great. She's leading from the back. She's producing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say Nymphia got another really sweet moment during uh Megami's little like I'm feeling really bad about myself because I got picked last. Nymphia coming over and giving her a hug and just being like really genuine while everyone else is kind of like, I don't know what to say. I love this girl. Yeah. I, I'm obsessed. Nymphia, also, Nymphia's the, so good. Though she has such bad ADHD. This oh, absolutely. <laughs> but I was also going to say, the one She's thing that terror. I found interesting is that, I mean, with, like, uh, Nymphia was also worried because she's EASL. Yeah, she's... Yeah. But yeah. also, she was in a K-pop group that she created? Um, I think it's just, like, a fan thing, because... I think it's similar to Safira's girl group. Where I think she was in a group where she was like learning K-pop choreo and then bringing it to her like group and they were performing it. Yeah. Okay, but they but it was out of drag. I th- maybe could yes. be. No, I'm pretty sure because they yeah. showed photos out of drag. Yeah, it did not look like it looks like it was maybe you know another life. It was pre nymphia sure. We also find out she's a very good dancer this episode. Yes. So she so many bad this tricks. this episode helped cement the fact that nymphia is probably here for both a good time and a long time. Oh, because yes. she's also an incredible performer. Um, Can we just talk about how whenever she's in drag, she's just like, I'm like straight. She's so fucking she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Okay, but no, uh, we'll talk. Stamped. I had a, I had a moment of, am I a lesbian? Well, I had that moment this episode. Yeah. We will talk about but, it. Um, also, just totally random. Amanda was on the touring company of Kinky Boots. I didn't. Yeah, that's where she I got the drag, that. apparently. That's very cute. Yeah. No, Amanda. Yeah, Amanda is like clearly a a, 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 a hoofer. She's clearly weaponizing a BFA, <laughs> but in a very like she she but in a way that feels um, more genuine than plasma. No, wait, wait. I'm kidding. They're oh. both they're both weaponizing their BFA is great. Wait, they're wait. not Rose. Plasma said the best thing ever, where she choreographed the thing, and everyone was like, "Oh, that was pretty good." And she was like, "That BFA didn't pay for itself." <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, they get into choreography. I will say we don't hear any of we don't see any of them doing their verses. Right. So they either just put them in a regular sound booth or nothing interesting happened. Also, all their verses were only 15 seconds, so. It wasn't going to be a big deal. No. Um, but we we get into choreography. And they make them do it on the stage in front of each other, which I always love. I uh, love I love having the Muppets heckle each other. Dawn was like, we spent the entire time just talking shit. Oh, we, yeah. were, we, we knew the assignment and we were just being shady the whole time. And apparently so much was cut. Yeah. Um, so we have first group up, uh, the cor- uh, Morphine is choreographing and... Q isn't great at choreography, um, but they're kind of, they're getting through it. Uh, then we have Plasma, and uh, Plasma's group is mostly solid, I think. Except for Tsunami. So yeah, Plasma's yeah. going way too fast for Tsunami, and Tsunami's like, eh, um, huh? One of my favorite moments was uh, Amanda just going, oh no, this is how you do this move. Yeah. And like, breaking it down, and Tsunami suddenly got it. Oh yeah. And it was like, yeah, why isn't, why isn't Amanda choreographing this stop pissing me off that amanda's god we're and all then, mad and then uh maya and then maya's the choreographer of the final group megami is really struggling with the choreo here yeah. um but maya's choreo maya did such a good job choreographing oh, like yeah, when you did. see the finished product she everyone fe- 
the, like Megami, who's the one who has who's struggling the most in the choreography session, has such good choreography mm-hmm. to like highlight her. Oh yeah, which is impressive because I feel like sometimes in a girl group Look. you'll wind up with someone who like. The person who's having trouble on the day is the person who just kind of comes out and stands pretty while, like, people behind them do something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it really... So, Maya has been getting a lot of, like, well, she's the boneless one. She's hey, the she's flipper. great. And she's great at that. But this... No. Girl can dance. She's yes. very good at that. And she's not like a Kennedy Davenport who is an incredible mover but really struggles with choreography. Mm-hmm. Maya seems to really have an understanding of dance and her body. Oh, I also think God, that yes. she is one of Kennedy's children. I will say this, though. Um, Maya started choreographying. Chor- no, she started – she was just out with her cousins and they just started flipping. No, no, no. <laughs> she – because she was originally the choreographer for the group and then – she, because she says, oh, I think Nymphia helps out a little. Nymphia does help out, but originally, because um, Meyer goes, she says, um, "Oh well, if I was the person, if if I was really choreographing this number, y'all would be kicking the back of your heads." Well, yeah, no, My, Maya's like, if if I was in a group with like two of me and two of Mirage, we would be doing the most insane tricks you've ever seen in your life. God, I want that world. And so, instead, I'm just, I'm giving you down, she's giving you downgraded choreography so that all four of them can look good. Wait, so basically you're saying if it was a girl group of Maya, Mirage. Maya and Mirage. <laughs> no, no, I was gonna say Maya, Mirage, Amanda. Ooh. And then there's another dancer. Who's the, the other dancer? Morphine? No, morphine, Nymphia. Nymphia Nymphia or Morphine. Nymphia or Morphine. That would have been... It's so good. I, I will say, my can fate, we have that girl? Can we there, like manifest this girl group? There are some dreams that cannot be. Um, I dreamed a dream. I, I I am going to say though, I love when Nymphia finally shows that oh she can really dance. It cuts to Sophia's talking hand. She's like, this bitch. Yeah, they're like yeah. she plays. She's playing a game and she's playing those cards so close to her. But it's chest. not even a dirty game. No, it's not a dirty game. It's just a game. Yeah, like Nymphia is refusing to let anyone see what she can do until she's on stage, which like. You know who else did that? Who? She's not a big pill. That was like Willow's thing, was yeah, that she held yeah. her cards really close to her chest. Well, that's also why she said she came in dressed the way that she came in dressed. Yeah, like like queens who design themselves to be underestimated do well on drag race. Absolutely. Um, Jinx Monsoon. I, I don't think Jinx d- intended to be underestimated. I think we <laughs> they just looked at her drag aesthetic. Yeah. This is an episode that uh, proves a point that I've been making for years, which is that season five Jinx Monsoon would have been an early out in a, in a modern season. Hmm. You're not allowed to you're not allowed to be incredibly talented, very good, and having troubles with your aesthetic anymore. Which is I Bonkers. think I yeah. think a mistake on the show's part. I mean, I will say that it's a little of if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a Merry Christmas. It's January. I'm just saying. Oh wait, because, it's February. Fuck. No, no. The reason why the reason why I'm just saying that is just because it's one of those things where it's like I agree with you on that on that thing, but also I don't think that a season five Jinx Monsoon would be in this modern day era just because I feel like drag has transformed mainly because of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. Sure, but what I'm but what I'm just saying is that like those very special queens who just are kind of struggling from early seasons, and Jinx is the biggest example of this. Yes. Literally, like she is on a season with powerhouses yes. oh yeah and she rossi talks ivy winters oh yeah you said that wrong we're not doing that ivy winters no it's i'm opening 
I'm opening a sushi restaurant. I hate fish. Um, <laughs> wait, isn't that Latoya Jackson? Yeah, that's that's yes. where Ivy Winters comes from. Yeah, that. Oh. Ivy Winters, uh, Latoya Jackson has not been seen on the show since she, uh, she refused to give in to RuPaul, insisting that she goes, "I Aaron Winters," and she's like, "Aaron Winters," and then you watch the clip and. No, Rue just made an insane thing up in her head. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we're not a Latoya Jackson podcast, and because of that moment, we never will be. Uh, <laughs> and I don't think we could be. Um, so, after the choreography, we come back in. The girls faff around a little bit. Uh, Morphine is very confident. Megami is just like, please, I just don't want to go home this week. And then we get the confrontation. And I really want to talk about this because I love the confrontation. Where Q the confrontation from, from 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 Les Mis? Do you hear the people sing? Uh, we're we Valjean and Javert singing at the same time. I don't I don't know musicals. I, I've never I'm I'm not only tone deaf. I'm monotone. Um, so you're monotone deaf. There you go. So what happened was back when I agreed co- being tone deaf by making out with Pope. Yes. That's never going to happen. So, uh, all I'm saying is that your partner had a wonderful singing career. <laughs> your partner was Mariah Carey. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> all I want for Christmas. And anyway, so, Q felt really invalidated by playing being a cow again. Uh, especially at the beginning of the episode. So Sequences Q decides, I'm going to say something. I'm not going to play this passive aggressive thing. I'm just going to be like, hey, what you did was really shitty and invalidating. And it really shows plain as playing a villain because she's like, oh, well, I wasn't trying to. Uh, she folds immediately and it's just. Well, so no, she, she literally goes, I'm not trying to invalidate you. But that's what you did. I'm trying to invalidate Amanda. Why are you being such a cunt? Which was, was a, such a great moment. Like, uh, and and it's so fun because she's like, what? She's like, wait, are we talking now? She's like, no, why are you bringing me into this? I have nothing to do with like, this. It's, why are you mentioning me? It's such a wild moment where Plain is, again, so fucking stupid and so uh, bad at this. Yeah. That, like, she's not, like, a, she's either aware she's doing it and not go, not able to pivot Like, the biggest problem with Plain is that she's not actually very fast on her feet. No, she's really not. She's also a dog with a bone. Yeah. But so she, she like, she's a dog chasing cars. Um, But, like, she has no idea what to do when she gets a reaction. So it's never satisfying. And she's very lucky that Amanda was as interesting as she was. She's dead now. No. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Just... uh, uh, no, Megami posted a really, like, beautiful tribute to how much she loves Amanda. Oh, and, no. And Don responded, uh, quote tweeted it by saying, Amanda's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, she I made that it. joke also at heart, where yeah. she was like, she's like, after the queen gets eliminated, she dies. <laughs> <laughs> they take him out back. And they um, shoot him. Yeah. Uh, but, no, it really shows that Plane sucks at being a villain. Not to mention, I don't know what the fuck she's going to do next week. I really don't. Because now she doesn't have anything to talk to. Start shit with Q. <laughs> That's not going to work. One, it's one of those things where you have to wonder who she's going to scramble to start shit with. Because she just doesn't have narrative without it. No, she like, doesn't. And her response of, girl, it was just some fun shade. Relax. was like, no, no it, it wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't shady. You were just being a cunt. Uh, yeah. I think I think it... Uh, 
at uh, Roscoe's last week, someone asked Amanda about the plane situation and about sh- throwing shade versus being a cunt. And she was like, look, shade is funny. Yeah, you have to you be have funny. To have a joke. Yeah. And she doesn't have jokes. No, she's just mean. Like, listen, uh, to quote Paris is Burning, I could, you know, call you a fat, ugly crossdresser, but so am I. So I have to be clever. Um, I mean, one thing that I think is interesting is that at heart, someone did ask about Plane. And she said, the thing that's interesting about Plane is that Plane does have a heart. They asked her about her Plane crying about Hershey. She's like, yeah. well, Plane has a heart, which is difficult to understand. Yeah. Uh, she also said, oh, we hate Plane here. Um, good luck. Yeah. So, <laughs> But it's, um, the thing that I find interesting, though, is, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, is I feel like Plane, and we've said this before, Plane is a, an attractive male. I feel like they're Plane fine. is getting a lot of hate. No, they're really not. No, they're really? So Plane... Really No, not. no, no. So I I think it's important to note that um, David is not on the internet, and Pope is maybe too on the internet sometimes. How dare you? Because Plane is getting a decent amount of hate. She just also has fervent defenders. So many like, defenders. It's one of those things where she has equally... She has... She's getting... There's equally an amount of uh, loud people hating Plain Jane and an amount of people who are loudly espousing that she hasn't done nothing wrong. And the thing, again, is just that, like, because some people were, like, people were pointing to things like what Safira said on the main stage to be, like, see, Plain didn't do anything wrong. It's like, no, Safira was asked. Like, yeah. Safira was asked who deserves to go home tonight and why and, like, gave a justification yeah. versus Plain who when they were just both safe and untucked is like, hi, Amanda, I think you're ugly. Which was, it's, it's, it's insanity. I mean, it's one of those things where you look at it and you go, I mean, neither of them is winning this season and Amanda's going to do much better on all stars than plain is. Damn. Like, like very simply, Amanda's aesthetic is already a hundred percent better. Like she's got once Amanda inevitably does all stars. Like she's just going to do fantastic. I really hope so. Because, like, she's an incredible performer. She's very funny. And, like, her makeup skills have already improved, which is the thing she was lacking. Do yeah. you know what I want? What? I want an a girl all... worth fighting for? What? A girl worth fighting for? Always. Um, I want an all dolls, all stars. Just all trans contestants? Yes. I would love Doll that. stars? Ooh, yes. doll stars. Like, give me Jasmine Kennedy. Yes. Give me a mandatory meeting. Yes. Ooh, can we bring Jiggly back? Bring back Jiggly. Fuck yeah. Because yeah. I love you Jiggly. Know, Adore. Um, Adore. Peppermint. Laganja. Laganja. Pheromone. Pheromone. Oh my god. This And this is and this is a no one goes home season. Um this season Okay, I have this one the sexiest season ever. All of them are also, also and trade. One more thing. One more thing. Can you be trade if you're trans? No, I was like, trade Trade is an implicitly masculine term. Oh, I didn't know that. Can you smell me? Because tr- trade is like trade is like the type of guy who um, might murder you okay. um it, it, tr- the the idea of trade involves like rough trade <laughs> this is one of those moments where i realize i'm really not that gay or yeah. maybe i'm just a soft gay <laughs> hashtag soft gay um i will say the only stipulation like drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh and bosco oh bosco. oh bosco yeah but it would be the most beautiful season yeah i want uh Kylie Sonique Love to be the guest judge of the season. No, and T.S. Madison. No, Ki- Kylie Sonique Love is the host. Oh. No, T.S. Madison is the host. Yes! Fuck yeah! Well, Suck a dick! Get a job! 
speaking of T.S. Madison, uh, we never talk about RuPaul's runway unless we do. Um, and this one, um, I'm just going to say I didn't like the cutouts. I yeah. love the color on it. Though. The yeah, color but the, was beautiful. There were random uh, cutouts that uh, that were a bad nude illusion that I was like, girl, you would have been read for Michelle would have read you for filth for these cutouts. I did love the accessories. What were the accessories? Murder. She had, she had like beautiful star, like, I mean, they were like very draggy jewels, but like beautiful star earrings. And she had a very nice ring. That's what stood out to me. And then, uh, and then T.S. Madison is dressed as Candy Muse, dressed as RuPaul in the supermodel video. I love T.S. Madison. I know I say this every time she's a guest judge, but just make her a permanent judge. Throw, you know what, you know what, take Ross out back, shoot him with the other drag queens we got rid of, and just bring T.S. Madison. Not even that Ross doesn't need the job anymore. He's <laughs> Drew Barrymore's right-hand man. He's a man? Yes! Wait. Can I tell you a fun fact about Ross Matthews? Can we stop you? You, you can. I don't think we can. So, Ross Matthews on television. Also had his hair dyed blue in college. Ha ha ha. No. <laughs> Ross is um, some, like, so what you see on screen is, like, kind of not who he is off screen. Off screen, he is, like, where, he's, like, a bro. It's really funny. Oh, yeah. He's like a me situation where it's like you kind of a I, I, I'm not butch, am I? No, but like he's like really into football and like really into sports. And he's like always wearing like baggy jeans and like a football jersey. God, maybe I am the Ross Matthews of this podcast. I don't like that for me. The hilarious Stephen Poe. Don't you dare put that on my head. How dare you? Monster. Um. But we, uh, and then our guest judges are Iconopop. And I was like, we've already done I Don't Care, I Love It. They don't have any more songs. And I was right. Uh, they also have technically Boom Clap. That was them? No, it's Charlie, Charlie XCX, XCX I was about but to say. they sing backup on it. Oh. It's, they're, they're like. Wait, a- speaking of singing backup, uh, first group up is. Uh, QDSM with Star Baby. Is it QDSM? Yeah. QDSM. Uh. So one thing I really liked about this challenge. Oh, I was, just got their name. I'm an idiot. Everyone's giving me a look right now. I deserve it. I'm f- so fucking stupid. Sorry, Joe. Please continue while I wallow in shame. Wait, you heard a name that had Q as one of the four letters and didn't just like gently go through your mind and see where the other three letters might have come from. Listen, I was on a VPN telling them I'm somewhere in Kenya, high on a marijuana edible. Okay, I didn't really have the, the subtitling was bonkers. Um, if you want to look down, the, the subtitles are down there. If you want to read, yeah, that was that was such a good. That was line. such a good line, um, but we're, we're not, not there yet. We're not there yet. Verse Wait, what? Geneva's we'll verse. It. One of her one of her lines in Geneva's verse is subtitles are down there. If you want to read. Oh, I missed that. It's oh, God. Geneva's Life. verse is great. Um, we'll, we will talk about them, but first we have to talk about QDSM, a name I totally understood from the beginning. I'm not stupid. Uh, with a cover of Star Baby. Yeah. So not Star Booty. One thing I really Star like Baby. about this verse in this challenge in general is that they kind of went back to that um, All Stars 3 girl group vibe where 
the girls in the challenge are doing the vocals for the song as well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's clearly the four of them singing, which is really nice because it gives them just a little bit. It makes the song sound different than the RuPaul version of the yeah. song. Um, so first up in verses is Morphine, who I thought was really good. She's a very magnetic performer. She looks amazing. Um you know, sometimes someone doesn't do a verse, doesn't do a bitch track for their talent show, and then they do a verse, and you understand why they used an, uh, they didn't use an original song. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I was like, oh, her, it was, she was great. It just wasn't. I was like, okay, Morphine is safe. Yeah. It, she, her performance ended, and I went, yeah. she's a lovely safe. And then uh, Q comes out, and all I'm going to say is. She can sing. I love the Q let loose. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it was very, like, rigid, stick-up-the-butt movement. It was very... So, so in her first performance, she was, like, a tiny puppet. And in this, she was, like, a marionette. With a really bad puppeteer. Yeah. Yeah. It was just... It was not good. She... It's... It's one of those things where it's, like, this is the worst she's looked in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, she just... It just... Nothing really works... Uh, we, and she's clearly, like, the weak link of her group. We then continue onward. Safira does her number. I will say Safira's a little glazed over. Um. I didn't think she was that I, bad, She wasn't honestly. that bad. She just was a little glazed she's over. She's a little, okay, so Safira is, they, T.S. Madison says, I can, t- I can see you thinking about the steps and everything. And, like, when I watched it, I was like, yeah, I can. Absolutely. She just yeah. seems a little in her head. And then Dawn happens. And Dawn is, so I think that if they were doing individual winners and this was, like, the winning group, Dawn would have won. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, Dawn is fantastic. She made this, uh, this outfit in her hotel room the night before because she didn't have something that fit the aesthetic of the Oh, group. was that, was that at heart? Yeah. yeah. That's but awesome. also during Untucked, uh, Q talks about how she made her outfit as well. Well, I can tell. Um, Oof. It like Q looked bad. Um, yeah. But uh, so uh, yeah, Dawn is fantastic. When uh, we're really getting that alien vibe, she mentioned she's like, "Did you know there's life on Mars?" Like it's cool. Uh, Bowie she, reference. I love it. Yeah. yeah, I've heard of David Bowie. He stole a baby. No, no, that's, my, that's Lindsay Lohan. Ah! <laughs> oh, that that's weird. Um, so next Come up to my hotel room, you could watch a movie Stop on it. my TV Stop or it. my laptop. Nope, nope, nope. No, that 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 was actually a direct quote from the movie Labyrinth. <laughs> I saw my baby. So next up was Love Girls with a co- with a cover of Courage to no, Love. Lover girl. Lover girl. Lover girl. Lover, no, lover. L O V A H. Lava, Lava girls, put the bass in your walk. So Plasma is treating this like a heart attack. Like she is so fucking serious. Um, Thank you, Demi Lovato. Yeah. (laughs) At least she didn't do it at cardiovascular. I am obsessed with that. That's so funny. I'm obsessed with it because I don't think either of you are Demi stands enough to know this. She has a very great, she has a great song called Give Your Heart a Break. Yeah. Like she has a song. With the word heart in it, that would have been appropriate. And instead, they sang Heart Attack. Is Demi Lovato the one who does the cooking show on HBO, or is she the one that did that cover with the whole sample that you lost your mind for, David? Uh, The whole sample? No, she did a song that did sound like Celebrity Skin. Yeah, it sampled Celebrity Skin. It didn't sample, it just sounded like it. Oh, okay. Um, And then... um, And then Doja Cat covered Celebrity Skin for uh, the... 
Super Bowl. Okay, never um, mind. What you're thinking, and uh, Selena Gomez is the one who hosts the cooking show. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. My mistake. Um, but they're both Disney girlies. They are both Disney girlies. They were best friends at one point. Now they're not. So. But Plasma, I have nothing to say about Plasma because she was just kind of doing it. It was very, it was, there was nothing bad about it, but I was just like, okay. Yep. You're fine. Yeah. Plasma's a good performer. Yeah. yeah. Long she, short of it. She's a good performer. She's very, uh, it was very steady. It was very solid. I don't think she was ever going to, she, her group was really good. So I thought she blended in. Yeah. Um, Quick thing. Quick thing. Just because it was talked about in the judging. And I feel like we, this is an episode where we probably should talk about the judging. We will definitely talk about the um, judging. I watched this episode twice. Mm-hmm. And after hearing the judging, I paid close attention to Amanda's ass. It was not that bad in motion. It really wasn't. It was one of the, it reminds me a lot of that time that they, that, uh, they judged the girl in Canada, um, just just placing on her name right now, but where they, they, they told her to put concealer on her butt if she has, like, butt acne. Oh. It's, like, the worst thing that happened on Canada was, uh. That's horrible. Was that girl came out and she had like an exposed ass and they were like, "Oh, you, uh, you're gonna want to put a little concealer on that. That if your if your ass is gonna be out. And wow. It, I that, mean, that I understand was, foundation to make it look like the rest of the body, but that uh. but like that was the that was the note that like that was that's the only time Jeffrey R. Chapman has given a note where I was like, yeah, no, this this was wrong and bad. Um, and all the other notes were good. And if you don't agree, we all have the same time on Earth. Use yours better, maybe. Oh, mm-hmm. God damn it, Joe. So, Amanda, ignoring the padding issue, which I don't, I agree with David, like, in she motion, also, she, you don't notice. She also needed to, like, base tease her that wig a little bit. Wig. So that it's Evil not wig. getting in her face. Evil. At the same time, she looked like a performer in a girl group. She did yeah. so good. Like, she, ha- it's not like she was getting caught up on the, w- the wig being in her face. She was just, it wasn't pheromone in the kitty girl lip sync doing one head thing and then, like, having hair stuck to her face the rest of the time. She literally was, like, flipping her hair with her hands. It looked cool. She yeah. also didn't let it get to her, which what, is what really yeah, pissed me she's off. She's such a performer. Yeah, that, that's a professional. And she's, I was sitting there like, oh, she could have won if it wasn't for that fucking wig. And then the judging happened, and I'll, I'll never be happy again. Yeah, because then, then we have Tsunami, and uh, Tsunami, <laughs> Tsunami's the posh spice of the group. She's not necessarily dancing, but she's... <laughs> Looks so good doing it. Can I tell you what Stoned Me wrote about this? Sure. <clears throat> Stoned Me wrote sounds like the beginning of a haiku. <laughs> I was gonna say it sounds like um, it sounds like a RuPaul song, <laughs> like Reggie wrote you. Stoned Me wrote. Uh, Zunami isn't delivering anything too crazy, but I'd buy it with Amazon Prime. What the fuck does that even mean? So, I think I can, I actually think I can... Can you translate I think I can translate that, because I feel like I felt the same way. The (laughs) Weedsperer. Um. The Weedsperer. So, here's what I will say. I, and again, this is jumping a little ahead, um, I actually think Safira did better than Zunami, I feel like Zunami was definitely a little bit more stiff and a little bit more like I, I don't a hundred percent know all the choreo, but I'm getting it. Like she definitely also seemed quite in her head. And so what I think what you were trying to say is um it's good and I buy it, but I wouldn't pay shipping on it. So here's Oh, that here's does make sense. What I'm gonna say. 
I think that maybe Tsunami might have been stiffer than Safira, but she felt, again, there was a... She felt more confident. She felt like she was part of the group. Again, it, it, I was like, she's the Posh Spice. Yeah. She's not, she's looking glamorous. She's doing, when it's her point, she's really in the pocket. And she's doing things that are, like, impressive. The way she was, like, getting down in those heels yes. was great. And then, so it was one of those things where I, I noticed Safira being in her head. And I was, wor- and I, like, clocked it. I did not notice Amanda's padding and uh, watching it twice. And I did not care that Tsunami was stiff. Also, side note, can we talk about, I, I, I took a photo of it so we can throw it up on the Insta. How cute was Candy just like over the edge? Oh, of the oh Candy loves her Candy's daughter. Like watching Candy her. was a proud oh my mama. God, it, it was, was so, so cute. cute. I um, wish I could have made it. And then, uh, and then, plane comes up and she's fantastic. She's yes. actually really funny. Like her here. verse is good. She wrote a great verse. Break yeah. my heart, don't break my back. Was a great line. Yes. She look. She feels like a pop star. The hair was. I loved that ponytail. Yeah, it was just. It was. She was so smart about everything, and it, she just did girl group yeah. to a really high caliber. Um, and you know, I again, I, I don't like playing the personality. I don't like what she's been doing on the show. But I want to give her flowers when they're due. Absolutely. Um, because this was not low rent Jimbo. No. Um, this she, was her showing off. This her was. Skills. This is. Yeah. Like, yeah. She, I was gonna say she's a cunt, but she's a talented cunt she can be she can be she puts the t in cunt she does um that's why that's why we're we're so aggressive when we put she's she's both cunt and cunt damn you're right she's cunt she's cunt squared um but no can we please stop saying cunt honestly we've said it so many times it's lost all meaning we killed David. I'm sorry. Also, so then finally we have ASMR Lover. By which Thick, is thick and, and Stick. First up is Maya. And can we just talk about oh, how fucking cool yeah. it was to have them be whispering Maya in Maya, the background Maya. of her entire number? It was, yes. oh. I was truly like, this is, it's fucking hot. It was so yeah. good. It was, it was such a good use of having background singers. I, I want to talk about the look because they came out and I was like, you all look Great. They're voting they, yellow. Yeah. And oh. it was and it was also kind of perfect because you had um Nymphia who was all in yellow and then her makeup had black accents. And then you had um, You had Megami who just had I think yellow earrings. Yellow earrings and a ponytail and a, and a like a yellow ponytail holder. Scrunchy, yeah. yeah. Scrunchy. And then you and had, then all in black. And you had Maya who was all in black yellow wig. And then you had Geneva who was in a yellow and black outfit. Yes. They look so good. So good. Immediately you're like work and they started strong because they just started with maya rolling out fucking killing it It was it was was genius it was such a star turn for all of them and his lyrics yeah geneva Geneva comes up her lyrics are great there's subtitles down here i was right her verse did involve the la diva mass latina um (laughs) but no uh, and i'm just saying i think that we learned by the end of geneva's verse that she's actually been referenced on drag race before She's the car that hit Jinx Monsoon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. you're proud of that one. You should be proud of that one for once. I'm very, I love it's it. Very I good. love it. It's very good. Uh, Nymphia. Oh, split. Nymphia split. When she just said fashion was already in a split, I was like, what the fuck? I know. Oh. Also, can we talk about something that I thought was very funny, but I only thought it was funny because of this podcast? What? 
So Joe said, usually when you have a girl who has a hard time with choreo, she just stands there and people do something behind her. And that's exactly what happened with Megami. Well, no, no, but Megami is doing, because she's no, 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 the no, she's arms. Doing stuff. The like, goddess she, arms. I know, I know, she but it was got... very funny because that's exactly also what kind of happened. Well, no, no, because no, no, what normally happens is you have like, You'll have them stand center stage, uh-huh. and they won't do any choreo, and then there'll be like people step touching in the background. Um, very, if you remember, um, if you remember what happened with Gottmik and Phenomenon, fair. Like it's very that instead I, of being this, which was like, no, oh, she did good choreo. Yeah, there is choreo in every piece of what Megami's doing. They yeah. still gave her cohesive choreo that made her look good. Yeah, the one thing I would say about Megami is that. I thought she was great. It seemed like her verse cut off in a weird place, which just happens sometimes when they give the queens eight bars when you only have 15 seconds. It just felt like her verse hadn't fully ended when it was over. But I also felt the same way about Maya, and they were the two people who had the first half of the verse. Yeah. Um, Now, the edit made it perfectly clear like they were going to do well because they keep getting the, oh no, they're struggling. Oh no, they're having problems. And 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 then it... But then the their it end well. I also think they were struggling. Like I think in general, they Don said that they were all freaking out backstage because no one knew who was going to be in the bottom because yeah. everyone did well. Yeah, um, no one sucked. And when that group ended, they were like, "Oh shit!" Because I think they were like, "Oh, they're the winners." That means we're two people from us is gonna like i think i think that that group was so good that mm-hmm. the rest of the girls started sweating yeah realizing that they were not going to be the safe group yeah my, my. so fucking smart they killed it they really did they and uh it. i think it's time to take it to the runway runway run run runway runway take it to the runway okay so category is faster pussycat wig wig, wig. such a good name and they didn't bring monet exchange in honestly offensive hateful Hateful. Hateful. First up, we have Morphine, who I think has been first on a lot of runways. I wonder why. I think she was first first week, and she's first this week, and I think I think that's it. But that still feels like a lot. That's a lot for five weeks. I mean, I think it's probably because she's always surfing. That's not true, Helen. Uh, this week she was. I'm like, that's true this week, that's true. Um, but that was true her first week? Was it? She was serving towels. I hated her first week runway, dude. Nope. But wasn't it multiple runways? No. no. Was it, oh, right. It was just reveal yourself. Yeah, and they yeah. did. Oh. Yeah. At least we won't have to mind. see it in the finale. Um, anyway, um, you say that, like, people can't... Similar to how in The Color of Friendship you learn you can have more than one best friend, you can have more than one reveal pope. What is The Color of Friendship? A black and white cookie. Okay. Um. So first up, we have Morphine Love Dion, and she looks... She's in a Catwoman number, elevated. Oh the wig God, so being good. cat claws, fantastic. She has the, the red cat scratches blood. dripping are, blood down her back. But not only are they dripping blood, they are they are stoned for the gods. Yes. One thing I find interesting, David, is the last time we had a look like this, you were like, they wore the wrong color hair and you didn't like it. So I, I, I do appreciate that you looking at this second reference to Catwoman being like, no, this is fantastic. Well, it's different because it's it's kind of playing with blood. Yeah. So that I'm fine with. David likes blood play. Confirmed. Confirmed. Oh yeah. Just bleed all over me, baby. <laughs> I, I, I will say. Bleed on 
me. Speaking, speaking of blood, next up we have Q. Um, Vampire Knight. Which is funny because I was getting more Joan of Arc. But yeah, yeah, I was getting Joan, Joan, Joan of, of Arc Vampire. Yeah. Um, but uh, vampires do come out at night, so it makes sense. I like this look. It's a very good look. I just, I don't know. It's I beautifully feel like, constructed. Yeah, this is not my favorite Q look. I just think she set a really high bar, and this feels a little more basic. It was also a moment of like, you know, this runway was really rigged towards Q because she never wears big wigs. Yeah. <laughs> Next um, up, we have Safira as Doctor Sheevil. Um, all I'm going to say is her wig had a butthole. It was so funny. It was so funny. So funny. And like, like she takes. So she comes out in like a in like a big shouldered silver number in this white wig that looks kind of insane. Yeah. And then she turns around, revealing that the wig has a cat face on the back. She takes off the wig. She's <laughs> bald. And then she does a Dr. Evil thing. Which is well, so she stupid. Also pulls, I love it. She pulls up a piece from the front and you see that it's a cat tail with a butthole. Yeah, it's genius. It's so dumb. It's so funny. It's, it's the butthole cut. I love it. I don't love what you said, but I love it. Please, Do you know what I'm referencing? I don't want to. Please remember... To use preparation H on your butthole cuts. Um, you're just saying that because you're sponsored. Not regularly, just that one time. <laughs> so um, this one time on TikTok. So next is is Dawn and. Do you ever just not want to do a challenge? Yeah. Do you ever do you ever look at a runway theme and go, I don't nah. feel like it. She looks great. She looks fantastic. But it's not the challenge. <laughs> this pissed me. Like again, this was a set. Like seeing it the first time, I was like, that's cool. But watching it a second time and knowing what's coming up, I was like, this pisses me off. Yeah, the idea that she did not get red for this not wig. Doing the runway. Where someone literally was in the bottom for their wig. And, like, I really like this. I don't think Dawn should have been in any way no. in danger for this. But I think she, she should have been critiqued. Week. And um, she was critiqued. They told her to take her elf ears off, which is offensive. She's a member of the elf community. That's just what she looks like. Also, like, in general, I think she hasn't worn the elf ears every single runway. She didn't, she didn't wear them for share. Like, no. like she has taken them off, so it is weird to be like, show us versatility. Anyway, well, plain, you're allowed to... Someone brought up, they were like, the idea of making fun, of, like, pulling at Amanda's pads, but not the fact that plain's tights are a different color than her face is wild. Yeah. But I will say this. I think that the show versatility for Dawn is still kind of. They want to see It's still pretty. a note because I feel like at the end of the day, everything that she's doing is like this crazy alien look. And she is not, even with Cher, even with Audrey Hepburn, she has not painted a completely normal face. Yeah, it's I, just, been... I just get bored by the show us versatility critique because. It j never gets, we never have pretty girls where they're like, I want to see, I, that we never, no one ever told Brooklyn Heights to put on elf ears. Yeah. Like, no one is telling pretty girl, they'll, they might be like, we want to see you like ugly it up, but with that, they just mean like, be a little like grungier. They like show us vulnerability. They never tell people who their, their set aesthetic is pretty to try to be more interesting but it's it's interesting because i feel like that just kind of goes back to like in a weird way the history of drag 
where I feel like a lot of people drag is one of two camps where it's either extremely campy or it's extremely female illusion. And I feel like the two people who are, for lack of a better term, the biggest deals on the show, which are Michelle and Rue. Oh, I thought you were going to say Trixie and Katya. Because <laughs> I was like, yes, we have one person who's leaning into camp and one person who's leaning into femininity. Right. Um, and the person who's leaning into femininity is Trixie. Obviously. Yeah, that's uh, obviously. A, that. She's she is feminine illusion. Yeah, she's a perfect specimen of a woman. That's yeah. exactly what women look like. right? I look at her and I'm obviously. just like, you have a pussy. Anyways, um, it's on, it, it was on your head that one time in exactly. All Stars Three when you transformed from Lady Bunny to Naomi Smalls. Correct. <laughs> um, but I think that it's just like with Michelle and Rue, they're two people who. We joke about it all the time. They are dinosaurs. And to them, like, I'm sorry. To me, there is a reason why we've had a straight man on Drag Race before we've had a drag queen or a hyper queen. Uh, do you mean a hyper queen as a drag queen? Yes. Okay. You said a drag queen or a hyper queen. Oh, I thought I said a drag king. Yeah. Okay. No, we have not had sorry. a drag king. Land Insider should have been on Drag Race. But just kind of what I'm saying is that I feel like it doesn't shock me that that's the note because at the end of the day, we're talking about two people that come from a drag. I mean, RuPaul used to go to fashion shows and sit front row. Michelle Visage was walking in ballroom. Like these are two people that it's like, they want the glamor. They want the beauty. They want the aesthetic or they want something that's very in vogue. I know. It just, it just is frustrating. It's frustrating for someone like, so and I'll even say this. I think that there are queens. Like, I would I would put, like, Dusty in this camp. I'd even put Trixie Season 7 in this camp, where they have an aesthetic that's not super solid. And asking them to change things up and give glamour and all of that are going to – are all things that will improve their aesthetic. Trixie Mattel's makeup is actually quite bad in Season 7. But riddle me this. If you kind of know, because at this point, we're on season 16. Yeah. It's not a new show anymore. Well, no, Dawn literally said that she's prepared for glamour. But what I'm saying is that there are queens who have a less baked aesthetic. We're telling them to heighten their aesthetic in some way feels like telling Jinx Monsoon we want to see glamour. Like, it feels like saying we're trying to elevate you in general the thing that's frustrating with Dawn is that I do think that Dawn has given us interesting silhouettes. She's given us different vibes. Audrey Hepburn was a very different swing for her. Um, and she has done she has shown versatility on the runway while maintaining in a very Dawn aesthetic. And it just is frustrating to me to hear them still give her the note of like, give us plain glamour. Because I just think that that's Less interesting for someone like Dawn, who feels like she has a very stamped and, like, her face has been correct every time she's come out. Okay, It's not Crystal Method who did need to work on it. I agree, but here's my thoughts on this one. Because, you know, we do have a lot of other girls to go through, but Dawn's whole thing is, Dawn's look last week sucked. I'm sorry, it was bad. Her share look was bad. Well, yeah. Yeah. And Kayla... Was not a fan of her Audrey Hepburn. And honestly, I'm not that big of a fan either. I wasn't either. I feel like Dawn does do this very hyper 
fake anime beautiful look because it's not bad. I love Dawn's aesthetic. Dawn, I would love to see Dawn do something just pretty and well executed. I just don't care to see it. It's one of those things where it's like, I don't, if when someone has an interesting point of view and an interesting perspective, I would rather see them continue to take big swings, even if they don't always pay off. I agree. Than I would, than I would ever care to see. I don't, I don't care about seeing Trixie Mattel do proper makeup. True. Call we Sw- saw it once. It was weird. As I say, call me Switzerland. Cause I am with both of you on this actually, because. I, oh, I thought it's cause uh, you, uh, you're hot chocolate and you come with marshmallows. Ooh. I do come with marshmallows. Ooh, let's go I get hot chocolate. This weather sucks. Um, I have it upstairs. Um, what I was going to say was I agree with Joe in that their point of view is correct. That when someone has a very specific aesthetic and they can morph that aesthetic into anything, like absolutely. Cause you have a brand stick to your brand. However, I do agree with Pope in the sense that this is drag race and you're going to know what they want. And so at some point you just need to have a normal face in your back pocket because the truth is if you give it to them and they're like, oh, oh, now we understand they're never going to ask for it again. No, no, well, no, no. You no, know no. what's going to happen? They'll put you in the bottom and send you home. They put you in the bottom and send you home. I Literally, just, it's one of those things that's really frustrating where they they tell you to change something that is just a specific aesthetic choice and they never like it. No, we, exactly. We have literally never had the this note go well. No. Um, and then you go on All Stars and you fucking kill it. And then by the time you get on All Stars, they don't give you those notes anymore. Exactly. Um, I, I will say, Trixie Mattel, we brought her up earlier. That is a very good example because her makeup was very rough and on they, season seven. Um, and the only reason that the only reason that she didn't get a note about changing it is that she was never uh, she was never not she was safe she safe, got, safe 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 bottom. She never she never. Had, she never had points where she got notes and didn't go home. Yeah. No. Other than, she, like, the one time that she gets notes and doesn't go home is the John Waters episode when she comes back, and Michelle gives her a note about changing up the makeup. Uh, but yeah. I was going to say, Trixie's season seven, the makeup is a choice, but it's not done well. See, her all-stars run, that makeup, you will not clock it. You will not say anything about it because that's the aesthetic and it looks amazing, but we also see that she could do it a million different ways. Well, yeah. And Dawn to me has a very strong aesthetic. I want to see it done a million different ways. I think we have seen it done a bunch of ways, but I also just think that, so I think that the, the real thing you're seeing is that all stars and drag race are different shows. Yes. Drag race is a show about finding a brand and trying things to all fit into a new brand. All stars is about coming on with a pre-established brand and showing how that brand can be marketable. And they are different prod uh, products it just, it's it's annoying that it's people who are coming on with specific brands can't just have their brand. Uh, it's similar to, I, I'm glad that we haven't gotten it with Nymphia, but it would be like if they were telling Nymphia to never reference bananas again. I would shoot them. Or be like, with a banana. wear a lot of yellow. Yeah, like it's one of those things where it's like, it's, it's, just, it's just annoying and I don't like it. I'd call Any, them on the banana phone. Anyway, next up we have... Plasma, who Plasma. is coming out as Lady Hermes in this very video gamey I was going to say... Anime aesthetic. I would pick this fighter in a Greek mythology fighting game. Absolutely. Yeah, like, I love this look. Um, I think it's super cool. I There's the moment where... Uh, 
I'd buy the skin where on Fortnite. Where Rue says she ha- that her makeup looks beautiful, lying to her. I um, disagree. I think her makeup does look good. It looks better than it has. Um, but well, the she, freckles hide the hard. Line. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Is whenever she does the freckles, she's it hides. blended the line. No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. No, she hasn't. Uh, don't. I, no, the funniest moment, the funniest moment of my entire goddamn life was watching this at heart with David on a big screen and David turning to me and going, oh, I think my TV just isn't that good. So I wasn't noticing the problems you were. No, I said my TV is um, is doing her favors. Yeah. Not that, that good. But like, like your TV is like smaller. So and you're watching from farther away. Yeah. But no. So. Plasma does look good, but no, there's a fu- there's a funny part where RuPaul compliments her makeup on the runway, and she's like, "Well, it's not the thing, the Barbara Streisand I'm used to." And Ru's like, "Yeah, I said it looks nice." Like Ru's like, "Okay, I don't want to play this game right now." Listen, I have like eight other girls to critique right now. You look fine. Take the compliment. Move on. Ru's like, "You're not you're not getting a star moment right now, babe." But no, it's it's stellar. This runway is incredible. Yeah, I love the shoe. I love I love the waist. I like where it cuts. I love the shoes. I love the headphones with the wings. Yeah, the headphone wing. The headphone wings are the thing that make it super video gamey. Yeah, in a way yeah. that is yeah. like very good. Yeah. Um. Up next, oh, we have the best look of the week. Um. Amanda, I fucking a, love this. I hatching love this egg. look. So she. So she has three pussycat wigs. She has three heads that are pussycat wigs. You can tell from the pussycat wig that she's wearing. The reason she thought of it was she thought that a pussycat wig naturally looks a little bit like a cracked egg. So the bottom half of her face and the top half of her face look like an egg that is splitting open. It's a fucking genius look. I'm so angry. This look is so cool. Where it sits on her body, her legs look incredible. The the way of using a nest as a skirt. Like Gorgina. It's incredible. It's so good. This runway is fantastic. Her makeup looks great. The blue, the blue face, sister, sister could never. Um, it's just, it's a great look, and it makes me super upset because they just f- tried to force her to explain it on the main stage. She got tongue tied, and then she was in the bottom for doing well in a challenge, having slightly subpar pads, and then having a runway that was too conceptual for them to understand. And then they compared her. To her fucking enemy. They comp- yeah, they they and like they aggressively compare her to plain oh. Jane. And she's like, her pads look great. I'm like, yeah, and her runway looks worse. I will say, so I got the look. Hatching egg. The wig. A she's pers- a trans woman who hadn't come out yet. She's a hatching egg. Can I talk now, Joe? Am I allowed? Is this is this a well, is sorry, this something we, we can afford today? Can we afford Pope, a thought? Pope, you're on this podcast. You've never been allowed. You're usually a quiet to moderate speaker. Okay, as the editor, <laughs> go fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> what? Are you saying that you're not a quiet to moderate speaker? I'm not screaming like you two, no. Uh, That's what I say. Usually, unless we're watching a certain movie. Um, so. Which, Magic Mike? Yes, Magic Mike. Ah, I love it. So he's just yelling. He's yelling the words to Pony the entire movie, <laughs> the entire he's also movie. Just making it rain the entire movie, which is really wasteful. There's no one there. No, I it's know. it's just Monopoly money. And then he and then he leaves and he goes, "Have fun cleaning this up, David." God damn! <laughs> <laughs> you make me out to be such a bitch. <laughs> no, it's fine. I usually roll it at like Scrooge McDuck. So, I get the idea. Here are my problems with it. I wish the skirt, instead of it going upwards, which I feel like gives it kind of a weird uh, 
silhouette aesthetic it's a weird i understand it's a nest but it also has to be a good looking garment i just i feel like it needs it should have been going down to give her more of a you know silhouette a little more classical i wish the eggs were spaced a little bit better or placed in a because here's the problem with this look to me if you look at this thing from a distance it's just kind of a blue blob with a white line somewhere in it where the egg is hatching. And I think about uh, Willow Pill's look from the season 14 finale. Where Made by Utica it, Queen. Huh? Made by Utica, yes. Where the heads were spaced a little bit so I could tell, oh, that's her face each time. So if the eggs were a little spaced, if the nest was a little maybe a lighter shade of brown so it didn't look so black holish. I do think it's a cool look. I don't love the shoes on it. I feel like the shoes either should have been way more dramatic or way less noticeable. They're in that weird mid-tier for me. But, you know, Amanda was definitely coming on this show with like here's the drag I have. I made I got this made or I made this. I don't have the, you know, I didn't have the time or the budget. The wherewithal. So I want to counterpoint. I think that the one thing I would say is I think that the pussycat, I think that the the extra faces should have had the same makeup as her. Yes. That yeah. is one thing that I will concede. I don't agree with your skirt note. I think that, uh, I think that this looks, I like the, the tutu made out of a tree tree. Well, also, <laughs> like, I like it's branches. Very, what? branches yeah like she it's very clearly it's giving it a silhouette it's creating shape it looks interesting it is interesting like it's one of those things where it's like it looks good and if it was more traditional it would have just been more boring like i like this look a lot i think it's very cool and very interesting and i like big swings it is definitely a big swing and and also on this runway that's so like barely conceptual i'm like i don't know i liked this more than Heck, next up is Tsunami, and Tsunami looks beautiful. Yeah. But, like, I I would rather look at what Amanda wore than what Tsunami wore, even if Tsunami's outfit is technically better. Okay. But next up, we have Tsunami coming out as a as a much better Matador outfit than Ginger Johnson won UK 5 in. Am I, I, yeah. am I straight now? She was so fucking am I, gorgeous. Am I a lesbian? Am I straight? I don't know. I, all I know is, like— I think Tsunami's just hot. She came out, and yeah. I was like— this is the sexiest thing I've ever seen on the runway. Absolutely. She looks hot in this. It was she high looks fashion. So this. fucking good. And she just had that confidence. And Tsunami, I want to see this confidence in a challenge because I don't feel like I've gotten that yet. Where she comes out and she's like, yeah, try to clock it. Well, yeah. She looks Give like me a, a Vogue editor in Milan. Oh, yeah, no, God. she looks incredible. Her walk is stunning. She just, she wears clothes better than most people wear clothes. Yeah. Um, and like, who knows? We might get, we might get to see her bust out a little bit next week making the dolls. Um, similar to well, that time Willem made a boat. Because Willem's main talent, according to, uh, to Jeremy, was buying shoes. <laughs> My boat is the best. And then next up we have plain Jane as a fallout character as I it's one of those things where it's like I don't dislike this look I don't get it but I, I think barbed wire meets Bane it's just I, I find this look I, the fact that she didn't take off the mask on the runway feels like a missed opportunity to me especially because she did paint really well I just think that it's like kind of I don't know I I think that it, the look is interesting I wish that I wish that it 
Uh, I wish the tubing gave it more structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I also, didn't she wear this like two weeks ago? Mm, Hasn't no. she already done a look with like black and like shoulders? I don't believe Wasn't this, so. Like, I feel like she already did the Aja getting eliminated sleeves in a look. The one thing I didn't understand was Iconopop saying, um, oh my God, this outfit has such a good sense of humor to it. I was like, what humor? I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, it's, I don't think it's a bad look. No. It's just not a look I would have ever really written home about or yeah. praised. Like, I call it a weird, fetishy Fallout character. Yeah. And that's kind of the beginning and end of my thoughts on it. Like, yep. It's not a bad look. Yeah. It's just, you know, she came af- after Tsunami, which made me clutch my pearls and fall off my couch. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't like, a terrible look, and I'm not saying that. I'm just <laughs> saying that, like, I personally found this look less inspired than I wish it was. I find it, I, I just, I, I feel like it needed, it needs reference that it's missing. It needs something, it needs, it needs a wow factor it just, I think this is a look that, I think I figured it out. What is it? This look doesn't proportionize around the pussycat wig, so it's just really weird and out. Her head looks huge on this look <laughs> because there's nothing, because there's nothing proportionizing her shoulders out. There's nothing proportionizing her legs. It's just, a, like, a, it's a breastplate that is, like, pretty big, but it's not huge, and so the look just feels out of proportion. And I think that also because the blonde wig is kind of the same color as her skin, not her legs, but her skin, um, it even makes just, it, it all just kind of washes out. It's just not working for me. And it, again, it just makes it look like she has a very big head. I mean, she does have a big head. We've seen her talk about herself. <laughs> And, like, yeah, it just, it's one of those things where it's, like, yeah, this is just such a, I don't know. I think that if runways are going to matter as much as they did this week, and being able to cleanly con- describe your concept on your runway is going to matter this much this week, then, like, we should have had to, she should have had to explain herself. It was very, yeah. this week was, this was such if a If you're going to make Amanda week. explain herself, you need to make Plain explain herself. I'm just saying, this was such a great week, I understand them having to split hairs, but I do agree if you're going to make Amanda explain herself, this ex- I, I need an I need an next. I mean, if you're going you're to talking. split, if you're going to split hairs, you really need longer wigs. Damn. All I'm going to say is I don't know what you're talking about. Apparently, I had a great sense of humor. Listen, humor. it was like I hardly know her. It was like it was iconopop, iconopipe. I don't know. And they're they're sweets. What do you want? I just yeah. As I said, it was it was it was very you know. As I said, it's it's barbed wire meets. Um, and then next up, bang. we have Geneva. Who I, is in this, like, I love this number. I love that it's cute. a classic silhouette in mostly black, but then the accents are all, like... Lisa Frank. Lisa Frank leopard print. I don't know how I feel about it's the print. So oh, it's so cute. It's fun. I love the way it's used. I love that it's only on trimming. I love that it's the glove. I don't like the shoes. Yeah, but I don't care that much about the shoes. Well, I mean, I don't like the, the fact sh- that it cuts off foot, shoe, and then the shoe. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like it should go all the way down. I, I mean... Or- yeah, but also... Also, those tights are hateful. <laughs> yeah, no, I think it's fine. It's like, it's one of those things where, like, I, I get, I, there's a different aesthetic to having the tights go into the shoe that I don't think she's going for. Um, but she has to wear a lot of tights to cover up how much fucking leg hair she has. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, she also, has very hairy legs. W- during the mini she challenge, yeah, she braids it. She styles her leg hair. I forgot about that until the mini challenge, and then I just truly was uncomfortable. For the oh rest my god, of it, so same. I, I couldn't. Same. I couldn't stop looking at him either. I'm glad someone brought him up. And I always thought I was like a very hairy man, but I was like, oh my god, Geneva, fuck. Yeah. And then up next we have Maya Mon Page. I love this. It's yeah. stunning. It's cute. Um, this is her best runway, but it's also just really simple. It looks so good on her. Like I love the the little thigh gap thing it's yeah. showing. I love that. I love her makeup here. The pyramids that are so stupid. Do you know what thigh gap is. Oh wait, no. That no, <laughs> I, I meant like the gap you, you where like, you saw you the like, thigh. You like the exposed thigh between the yeah. skirt yes, and the boot. No, I think I think that it's a really well put together. It's a really simple look, but it's done exceptionally well. And again, I think the shoulders do something that Plain's look is lacking, which is proportionize her man head. Because <laughs> usually the, th- the reason drag queens wear big wigs is so that their heads look smaller. It's a real thing. I didn't like the shoulders. Really? Yeah. Why? I liked everything but the shoulders. Huh. I... I don't know, just because I think it was like they were their own They're costumey, piece and they were costumey. I, 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 my thing is I like costumes. I mean, I'm, a, I love as someone a who doesn't go out Same. on Halloween. I don't see costumes very often. Um, I missed Halloween this year because I had COVID. Let me have this. Next up, we have um less of a less of a pussycat wig and more of a pixie cut. Damn, Megami as the Staten Island fairy. Good joke. Love the joke. Yeah, very it's it joke. is a sheer blue number. Um, that is showing off her tattoos. It's a lot of body. Um, and then it's just a tiny little wig. The is it dinkiest pro- wings. Yeah, it, yeah, little wings. Is it proportionizing? Not necessarily. But it doesn't need to be. Yeah, the thing is that you have to remember, Megami's never done anything wrong. I will say it was a little too similar to her mother monster look. I see that. I, I see that. Um, but I don't care. But I don't mind it that much. I, I you know, I enjoy, I enjoy a little bit of a body moment. Um, and I like, I just, I appreciated how much of a swing it was. I like that she's kind of bruised. I like that she got in a fight on the ferry. I think yeah. it's fun. Well, it's because she's from Staten Island. Well, it's because, uh, she was trying to give up a, a plasma illusion by having a bruised face. You're hateful. I'm correct. I will say, um, I disagree about the proportionizing comment because she, it's not the most like, oh my God, that, that's a. That's a female silhouette. What does that even mean? No, uh, for me, it's the belt and the visible uh, panty, which usually I would clock. But here it make I, I'm like, yeah, no, she it's looks, the, I think she looks great. Wait, no, the, the actual genius of this look is that the only accessories on the look are white and they're a panty, a belt, two, uh, per, a set of pearls, both on the neck and bracelets, and then just white tape over the nipples. Which is so good. It's, it's very, it's, it's minimalism in a very nice way. Yeah. I it's will smart. also say that like, oh, and a shoe. I don't mind the visible panty. Cause I also feel like it kind of adds to that, like low rent Staten Island. Yeah. Girl. No, she's in the, the, the visible panty, visible panties are only bad if they're not planned for yeah it's similar it's like mirage's visible panty wasn't a problem because it was visible it's a problem because mirage's the rest of her look was so bright and then she just had black panties yeah yep um and then finally okay oh wait do you have one more i was about to just make a stupid joke yeah let's let's just get to the nymphia look because i'm i need to have a meltdown here i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna lie down i'm gonna lie down and just kind of cry because so perfect it is amazing nymphia comes out she has a wig that is a cat again but then she takes it off to reveal a stunning pussycat wig and then takes that off to reveal 
Her pussy. Yeah. She has a wig that is a literal vagina. vagina. I guess you could say that someone found Amanda's kitty. Oh my god. It's very good. So she, good. I, also, also, also. And the dress. The dress is so beautiful. The muff or whatever that thing is, is so beautiful. And she is so smart being like, this isn't going to be yellow. Yeah. 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 I'm going to wear it's, a different she, color. She's doing. She's I still doing, own yellow. Beautiful red look. It's just, it's stunning on every level. And the fact that it was three reveals that you just did not see coming. No, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. I, I, I was like, oh, because it was three wig reveals that all fit the brief. Yes. In entirely different ways. Because it was cat wig. So pussy cat wig. Actual, uh, a, 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 a bedazzled bus driver. So an actual, a pussy cat wig. And then a pussy wig. It's yeah. what I wanted Dawn's look to be. Because Dawn, to me, was like, I'm not doing the prom. I'm wearing this cool thing. Oh, I think that Dawn should have just taken off. I, I think that Dawn's, the little, the, the her, her the bowl cut, her, her, yeah, her hair, her, she should have been able to take that off and have a digital wig under it. Yeah, yeah. there you go. Um, it would have been fine. Uh, or it should she should have taken it off, and it should have looked like there was going to be a reveal wig, and then it turned out, she should have taken it off from behind, turned around, she was bald. <laughs> like, or, she's like, like, male pattern baldness bald. Or, like, what would have been great I'm is sitting if, right here, you bitch. Would have been great as if she took the like thing off of her head and it was like a cup. That would have been funny. I should have like drank out of it. Stupid, but yeah, just I like stupid. Um, it's why we're here. Yeah, if Don, if Don did something like this look, I probably would have been a little kinder to that look. Nymphia to me is just like top tier. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So uh, Nymphia is a racehorse, and everyone else is not. Is little Sebastian from Parks and Rec? They're My Little Ponies. Yeah. Um. But so we get into judging. Thick and Stick is called as the winning group, and they all get to split five thousand um, dollars. You do the math. It's twelve fifty. Yeah. Um, uh, Megami has a win now. Yep. And yeah. Nymphia gets her second win. Mag- so Nymphia now officially ha- is the first girl to two wins. Megami, uh, Geneva, and uh, Maya all get their first win, which also means that. Uh, Q is officially the only person in this season to place high in a challenge and not have a win, which is very funny. And then place low in a challenge and not have a loss. I mean, she's she's clearly lost two lip syncs, but I guess she's still here. Um, We go through the judging. Um, They... They insult uh, Amanda's pads, make it really clear she's going home, and then question her look, and she stumbles over her words, and they go, "Uh uh-huh. They... it was really kind of cruel to be like, hey, you did something really high concept. Explain it right now. All no, eyes no, on you. Right after we insulted your padding. Yeah. Michelle was just, and also like, she did Michelle Visage. She has talked about how much she loves Michelle Visage. And Michelle Visage was so mean to her. Yeah. Like, bar none. Yeah, it's one of those things. Again, it's just one of those things where it feels like. It feels like they looked at the rest of the girls and they were like, we don't want to send home somebody who we think could make it all the way. We're not going to do the Safira Q lip sync again. No. Which is what should have happened. Yeah. Just I don't know if I agree with that. Who else should have been in the bottom? Um, fuck, I don't know. Queen Q deserved to be in the bottom and everyone else was like, the only other person who could have been in the bottom with Q 
was Tsunami, but Tsunami had such an astounding runway for Tsunami, Tsunami did well. She got very good notes. Yeah. yeah. Like, the only person who got performance notes other than Q was Safira. But I will say that— And I think that's an important thing to remember. Like— like you know, because you know what people make people buy their pads. Like, like Amanda could buy new pads tomorrow, and that note that Michelle gave her is fixed. Right. Like yeah. it's very frustrating to be like, like she didn't do. They they didn't have a single thing to say about her in the challenge. She did so well, and then they still put her up again anyway because the only person they had notes for was Safira. Well, I will say this: two things. One, are they allowed Amazon Prime in the hotel room? Two, um, I say that just because it, that's how she would get new padding. Um, we gathered. Two, I agree with Pope that, like, even though Tsunami got phenomenal critiques, she still, performance-wise, was definitely a little bit more stiff than... Again, it's just one of those things where it's like, are you going to come for stiffness or are you going to come from, like, I see you working behind the eyes? I don't know. I don't know. This was, it was such a weird week because everyone did so fucking yeah. good. I don't feel like Amanda deserved to be in the bottom, but I understand her being in the bottom. I mean, but I don't like it. Again, it's Same. one of those things where I, like, if you're going to come to Amanda for, like, her padding being a little awkward, but you're never going to talk to plain about the fact that her legs are the wrong color. Oh, they will not stop slobbering on her knob. But, like, it's one of those things where it's, it's, it's very, it's, it's very... Like, those are both things that are really easy fixes that are just, like, an Amazon.com order. Yeah. Um, so we're not brought to you by Amazon, by the way. We could be, but we're not. Um, so, like, it's very it, – but, like, it's very boring to get notes on those things, and they should not be things that bring you to the bottom because they're no. not things that will affect you in your day-to-day life. And, again – Amanda's padding was not bad enough to read on television. No, it yeah, really. It wasn't. wasn't until they had like a freeze frame of it, and it's where it almost looked purposely motion. bad. And and it, it, like yeah, they had, they had to pick the worst shot of it for it to look even vaguely not great. Yeah. And it just wasn't. It was just. And then uh, and then to up the drama, they know this is the last time that Plain is. They know they're sending Amanda home, so they have to let Plain do this. They go, who deserves to go home tonight, and why? So Safira says Amanda, Morphine says Amanda, Q decides to say Amanda and Tsunami. Or Tsunami. And then uh, Dawn says Q and literally said into the microphone at heart, I really like Amanda, okay? Yeah. And then that starts the train of then Amanda says Q. Plasma says Q, then Amanda says Q. Yeah, then Plasma says Q, which is true. Her notes were the worst this week. Yeah. Amanda says Q. Tsunami says Q. That's why you don't say two people. It just doubles the amount of people who are likely going to say your name. And then Plain says Amanda. And then Plain says Amanda, but it's... I think they were... they You know, Plain is literally at the end of this runway. She's the last person talking. They were expecting a... They were expecting a... Like a, a Georges moment of like dragging everything about Amanda, creating good television. And instead, Plain just has a really boring, yeah, Amanda, I don't I don't think she's great. And then we even cut to her confessional, and she's like, I just, I know that she didn't do the worst this week, but I hate her. Like, Ugh. she's just such a, again, she's so boring. It's, that's my biggest problem at this point. It's I want to talk about Untucked real fast. Nothing happened well, on I was going to say, just quickly for those keeping score, it's four Amanda, one Tsunami, four Q. So well, three and a half Amanda, half Tsunami, four Q. 
fair. So I really want to talk about Untucked. Nothing really interesting happened, but I really want to talk about playing on Untucked. So we kind of skipped this early. We mentioned it in passing, just kind of skipped it. But playing. Safira basically says, girl, do you ever just stop and think? Do you ever stop and think about what you're going to say next? Well, that wasn't on Untucked. That no, no, was that on... was on the show. And we just yeah. kind of went over. We, we yeah, kind we of we it. zoomed it. Yeah. Uh, we pressed fast forward on it. Um, and then during Untucked, Plain is silent the whole fucking time. And she looks miserable. And I don't know what the hell happened, but I am wondering if we're going to see kind of like Plain trying to walk back the villain stuff going forward. Well, who's she going to be a villain to? Like it's we one of those. About that, yeah. Like it's one of those really simple things where it's like. Is she going to try to, like, Diabetti really struggled with this in her season. She spent the entire season being mean to uh, Jasmine Kennedy. And then when Jasmine went home, she just kind of was generally mean to everyone. And she's kind of settled on, like, Georges and kind of Bosco. And it's one of those things where it's like, and it made her a lot less interesting. Like, it was one of those things where it was like, oh, you just need a punching bag. Yeah. And it's, that's not good television so this might be a blame it on the edit moment i will say that when they walked into untucked don did kind of flat out say we don't know who is in the bottom because we're all in the bottom so i'm wondering if they edited out people maybe getting slightly harsher notes because it wouldn't shock me at all if maybe plain thought for television clearly amanda is in the bottom I mean, it was crystal clear that Q was in the bottom as well, but clearly Amanda's in the bottom. What if they say, like, fuck it, let's have some fun and throw Plane in the bottom so we finally get the Amanda Plane lip sync? And Plane didn't use her immunity potion, exactly. so that could have happened. It could have just been she was terrified. I don't know. But I mean, I also just think there's probably a level of... She's yet to successfully come for Amanda. Like, yeah. the very simple problem with Plane is that she has lost literally every fight she's been in. Yeah. Like, she has yet to be able to in any way keep up with Amanda, who is just funnier than her. And, like, clearly has, like, understands joke structure, but also is just fast. Whereas, like, Plane, Plane feels like somebody who writes a lot of mean things in her diary but very rarely says mean things out loud. And so she's trying to say mean things out loud, but she doesn't, she, instead of her diary, which doesn't respond, she instead has Amanda who is like, girl, my diary is going to hear all about you, but you're going to hear about this right now. Well, two things that I will say, Amanda has said that like part of why she was so quick was because of the divorce and that she was like, she just had a fire under her ass. And then the other thing is, speaking of... Diaries. Absolutely. Not even diaries. I was going to say, just speaking of confrontations, um, the only major thing, because, I mean, after that episode, you're like, I cannot wait to see Untucked. Nothing really happens in Untucked. Nothing happened. Except Q and Tsunami. What happened? Barely. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Uh, Basically, Tsunami is just like, Q, why did you say me? And then Q was just like, well, I thought you didn't do as well as they said you did. And then she's like, but I didn't get bad critiques. And Q goes, yeah, but that's my opinion. And then she's like, well, your opinion sucks. There's that's also a weird it. level of, like, how much are they seeing of them on the... Oh, they are, they did watch it on the stage. But it's like, there's a weird level of, like, how much are they seeing... Because you're not facing them. You're not performing to the girls. So you are seeing a side profile of everything. Mm. I don't know. Um, I also think that my theory is that Q was like... I need 
to put two people in the bottom because they clearly are putting me in the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Because they also, they didn't just hate, like, they didn't just hate Q's performance. They hated Q's look in the challenge. They thought that it was just a bad week overall for Q. They had zero nice things to say about anything it other than yeah, her vampire Joan of Arc. Um, and then we get into the lip sync. With- the, bot- the bottom two queens this week are a mandatory meeting and Q. Oh, my stars and garters. And the lip sync song is Emergency by Iconopop, proving once and for all that Iconopop has only released one song. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, actually, I do care. I care immensely. Um, Amanda wins this lip sync. Like, yeah. Last week, we got a, we didn't have a debate or anything, but there was a lot of feelings. This week, there's no feelings. There's no critique to really give. Amanda won the lip sync. I've never Absolutely. seen... Somebody do a worse moo in a drag race lip sync and not go home. Oh my god! Then Q trying to back it up and having literally no mobility in her hips. <laughs> it's bananas. Do you it's think that's because she can't bonkers. dance, or is it because of the outfit? I couldn't tell. It I was bad. I think that she just can't dance. Um, yeah, I think she's just wooden. I'm. I understand keeping Q. I really do. She's had some amazing runways. She's a good queen. She's an yeah. amazing queen. She made everything. She made, she's. But like, mm. if you're going to put her in the bottom, the only, there was, she like, she was doing some weird bit where she was breathing heavy as at the end. And that got a laugh from Rue. But like, there was no point where she was in any way even keeping up with Amanda. Yeah. No. It felt it was a massacre. Desperate. Everything Q did in the lip sync felt like desperately throwing things against the wall while Amanda was just performing. Oh, yeah. God. You know what it was? You know what it was? It was Peppermint versus Cynthia Lee Fontaine. It was one of those things where I feel like if I just watched like oh, I thought it was like, a master cut, not a master cut, but like the master shot, it would have been a bloodbath. I mean, it's one of the, or, or it's even like Cracker versus Cameron where it's just like, one of these girls, or like, or like Rock'em Sakura versus Britta, where it's like one of these girls is just kind of throwing weird tricks in at random, and the other one is performing a song to the to a very high level. Yeah, I. Uh, it was very. It was frustrating. It's very. frustrating. It's also frustrating because like it eliminating Amanda at this point is cutting off so many narratives. Losing Amanda and Mirage this early on feels incorrect i agree I'm not okay with it now mirage to me what i loved mirage but Mir- I, mirage's lip sync made sense because she didn't know the word but i was gonna say mirage to me didn't like have the main character talking head thing going for her but like amanda did yeah it's amanda objectively yeah. did wild bonkers i it's, mean it's also just like one of those things where we haven't had a bring back girl in a minute and now i want all the girls to come back and like why not just eliminate Q and then do a bring back? Well, all I'm saying is that I don't know where this season's going to go after they've eliminated Amanda. But if you want to find out, you should tune into us next week and follow us on all social medias at This Toxic Fandom. I'm at Joe Lee Green Giant. Stephen Pope is at Pro Hobbit Pope. And David Gorin is at David J. Gorin. And if you like us, tell a friend. If you really like us, tell your friend with benefits. And if you think we're just okay, tell someone who needs an antihistamine. 
<laughs> and if you want to know what that joke meant, you can ask us about it in a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Because I certainly hope that Pope's going to cut out all of David's sneezing. And <laughs> until try. next time. Stay toxic, love. Or stay contagious. Do you need a tissue? I do. I do. Okay. <laughs> and I'm putting all of them in this cup. Ew. Ew. <laughs> the cup is empty. Still, Still. ew. <laughs> do you know what next week is? What? The dolls are the dolls. Oh, God. Uh, 